Welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. I'm still Craig McLeod. I remain John Douglas. Until further notice. Until further notice. It's great to have you on board for another ep, uh, JD. Lovely to be here. Lovely to be here. Thank you very much. I have a question for you. Yes. What's the bone we're going to pick over today? Oh, a little, a little bone, small bone, small bone, but a couple of little meaty chunks on it. It's a tiny bone, tiny bone, tiny bone with a label, ironically enough. Right. Labels. I'd like to to chew over the bone of labels. Are you talking labels as in food labeling or what kind of labels? No, as in, as in, as in, um, Labels what you what you think you're buying versus what you're actually buying. So <laughs> let me give you an example. Okay. Let me give you an example. Well, we're familiar with the creative process. We're from, we're familiar with the creative department. Yes. And in every creative department, there will be teams: writer, art director, yep. art director, writer, digital specialist, yep. storyteller. They can call them what they like. Sure. But in many, many advertising agencies, there are teams and there will be a writer and there will be an art director. But the only reason they call themselves writer and art director is because historically, since Bill Birnbach revolutionised advertising back in the 60s, creative teams have always been writer and art director. Yeah. And... Many, many times the art director can't draw and the writer can't spell. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean that their ideas aren't any good because some of these people who can't draw and can't spell are fantastic when it comes to advertising ideas. Yes. But the label on their business card, the label says writer, art director. Right. And essentially, all they are are teams of people who are coming up with advertising ideas, which is a much bigger promise. To my mind, if I was a client, and I have been, that's a bigger promise. We're going to come up with stuff to sell your stuff. Yep. And it's going to be great, and it's going to be insightful, and it's going to be fresh, and it's going to be authentic, and it's going to be uh, attention-grabbing, and it's going to be engaging, and it's going to be all of those things. But as soon as, as soon as you've got someone who's a writer who can't spell and an art director who can't draw, I reckon, I reckon there's something, either something wrong with the labels or something wrong with the way you interpret them. Yeah, and, and I think that is a really good way to look at it because that little team of ideas that has to have labels because that's what we're so predisposed to really can turn out fantastic ideas to sell our client stuff. So I guess the challenge here is understanding the labels or, or, or moving the label aside and understanding the person behind the label, JD. Yes, yes. It's, um, it's, it's funny how we, 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 trust, we trust labels to represent what we believe those labels to mean when different people will get different things from those labels. Like I know you have a, uh, you have a particular, uh, a particular love of um, uh, digital strategy and the, and the, and the historical implications of that. And um, uh, I do, 
I, I've always, I've, I like your, I like your your read on. Well, they never used to have television strategists back in the day. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I find it. I find it something that I like to challenge and ask questions of because we look at lots of different people and the labels that go with them and marketing managers. Um, and then we look at social media marketing managers. We look at digital marketing managers, whereas should they all just be called marketing managers? Because why yeah. are we attributing a channel to a marketing manager? Because I'm sure these people, and again, the positive spin, I'm sure these people are far more capable than just digital. And they're far more capable than just social media. And I'm sure they've explored opportunities with TV or call it catch-up TV, okay, that might move into the digital realm or it doesn't. But aren't we being a bit too channel-specific? And my favourite one is back in the day, JD, when we started in, in this, you know, advertising age and we could put an ad in the newspaper, that was kind of the beginning, right? Well, that was where it began. Did yep. we call ourselves a newspaper marketing manager? No. You were someone working in marketing that used newspapers as the channel to distribute your message to your best prospect. Yeah. yeah. So if you go, if you go take that, take that thought and go back to the 1880s. 1880s. 1880s, because while media has changed, people have not. I'll, 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 I'll take that with me to my grave. Yeah. Um, so if you go back and they, they started, um, they do, so mass-produced newspapers, yep. you know, cost a, a shekel or a, you know, farthing or whatever they cost back in the day. <laughs> and there were, and there were <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I've got a little bit of silver dust I've picked up on the road. To, yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever it cost. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, so you had you could put a you could put an ad in the Times of London, well, the you know the the Bulletin or whatever it was. There were magazines such as the Bulletin, you know, one of my favourites back in the day. Uh, you could put uh, posters on, you know, special uh, uh, placards and 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 pillboxes and places where they put posters. And that, that essentially was it. But you still needed to understand where was the most effective place to spend your money to get your message to the right people. Yeah. And, and, and it has, that has not changed. No. What is, what is the most effective place to put your money so you can put your message in front of the right people? You know, the, the strategy which we love, I know first-hand experience working with social media freelance people that have helped us over the journey that they go through exactly the same strategic process to identify who their best prospect is, to understand all of the information they need to know about that person or that group of people to be able to put the ad into social media exactly the same way they did back in 1888 looking at newspapers. Potentially with a whole lot more data that they can access now, and I guess this is a point. But that data can be used across all channels. So my point being, I think these people that are really trying to pigeonhole themselves, or, or being pigeonholed into a social media marketing manager or a digital marketing manager, or like we said before, a digital strategist or a social strategist, they're strategists. They still have to have the same understanding of the best prospect to be able to build out a campaign relative to that person, put it in front of them, ask them to act, make sure you get it in front of them at a time when they're ready to buy or most likely to buy. And all of the data and insights and the facts that they're using can also apply 
across different channels, not just those particular individuals that they put on their business card. So back to our bone about labels, I'm not quite sure about that label, JD. No, no. I, I think it's a... I think it's a if you if you if you if you think about it, I'm going to mix a couple of metaphors here, but you know, it doesn't love your metaphors, love it. <laughs> so if you say I am a digital strategist, yeah, isn't the strategy we're going to use digital? Isn't that a strategy in and of itself? Yeah. So so in essentially what you're doing is you're saying I understand digital, and I'm going to tell you where to put your messages in the very many, many places you can in a digital realm. Yeah. But essentially, the strategy has already been, has been set. So it's um, uh, everything you're doing from there is just tactics. Yeah. It's like if, uh, if Hannibal, when he, crossed the, when he crossed the Alps with the elephants and he was going to take on the Romans and do all the, you know, the crazy, but he, the Carthaginian Wars. Yep. It took me a while to remember that, Carthaginian Wars. I was, I was only a boy at the time. Anyway, anyway <laughs> he didn't say when he set out from Carthage, we need elephants. Like he didn't, he didn't go... I'm a I'm an elephant warrior. Like the elephants were just a small part of the army, yeah. and only one of them survived to get to, to Italy in the end. Anyway, but he didn't go. The answer is elephants. No, elephants were part of the answer. Yeah. And so, what is the? Where is the elephant? In your strategy, where's the elephant in your agency? Where's the elephant in the room? Yeah. And quite often, it's the person who says, "I've got the answer. It's digital. Why is it digital? Because I'm the digital strategist." So, so it's like it's a it's this self fulfilling prophecy, and you pigeonhole yourself. You're saying the only answer is digital, and the only answer is never. It's never digital. Sometimes it is. Sometimes for some people, you say, "Here you go." Here you go. Here do I, how do I know that? How do I know it's bullshit? Sorry, fun. You can, we can, we can. <laughs> who, who were the three biggest advertisers on US television last year? Oh, goodness. Apple? Yep. Google? Amazon? <laughs> right. Not a beer company. I thought it might have been beer as well. Oh, no. I think, I think beer uh, in, in some markets, I mean, there are, there's a whole lot of beer advertising, and I think as an industry, beer does very, very well. Yeah. And is a is a, is a but but when when Facebook wants to get known, when Apple wants to get known, when when Google wanted to push Chrome, they turned to television. Yeah, or Alexa. Yep. Yeah. When when Apple needs to get a new product known. They run on television because they understand that the answer is not that you don't start looking at a channel before you start looking at the strategy. That's the answer that I was really hoping you'd bring to the fore, JD. When you talk about these digital strategists, what I think we go to is this predisposition that the strategy is set rather than going back and creating or developing the strategy before we decide we need a digital strategist to tactically activate the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, like you're saying with Apple, Amazon and Google, how, how important is that? Because they produce products or provide services within that digital space, but then they go outside of their channel and look to TV to actually broadcast their message to get people to buy their products and services. Yeah, 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 yeah. They call it, um, uh, so it's mass targeting, which is bizarre. Marketing. We're going to target everybody. Oh, okay. So it's not a target, really. If you don't have a wallet, go buy one. <laughs> you you're going to need it because it. I've got yeah. stuff that you're going to buy. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, 100%. But just... And I guess that the lesson is, is know what you're buying. Yeah. Like know what you need and then go and talk to people and dig a little below the label. Yeah. So even when people come and talk to us, I'm very, very happy for them to dig down and understand that they're getting what they think they're getting yep. rather than just what I'm saying I can deliver. Well, part because of what we're, what we're doing here, mate, is really a way for us to be able to show prospective clients before they come to us what it's like to engage with us. So yeah. I think it's really important that, okay, not everyone has access to be able to do what we do with a podcast slash vlog, you know, and record it, edit it, and, and get it out via our channels. But the whole idea and the essence of what you've just said is, is coming back to the crux of it, that these people that have labels, and I don't think it's them that have been pushed into these labels. I think they're looking for a job and yeah. seeing digital strategists know that they know digital because they probably do. Most yeah. of them probably do. Otherwise, they wouldn't have got the job or social. But they've been pushed down this path by our industry that's crafted this need to have this real bespoke digital social arm, whereas yeah. they've probably got a whole lot more to them that they could develop the overarching strategy and then use digital as the tactic to activate the campaign. But my point being that it really is important to meet the person behind the label and chat with them and understand what they're all about. Back to your analogy, which I love analogies, love your analogies, but just because the art director can't draw and the copy guy can't spell doesn't mean they're not a fantastic ideation machine. Yeah. Does not mean that at all. No, no, but just look at the label. Like either change the label if you're, if you're, the, if you're the writer and art director because... The client doesn't want an art, a writer and an art director. Client wants an idea. Yeah, they want <laughs> an idea that turns into a campaign that sells stuff. Imagine. Imagine yeah. selling stuff. Imagine yeah. selling stuff. We come back to that on a very regular basis, and I love that we do because, you know, we began our podcast or our vlog talking about coffee catch-ups, and I think we come back to it on such a regular basis, the importance of this human interaction. Now, all of what's gone on recently, you know, with, with, with current circumstances have put us in a position where we're doing everything over video. But I've got to say, JD, I think it's actually helping in some senses, connecting with more people more readily, more quickly, more easily. And even I'm feeling like relationships might even be growing. Yeah. Out of all of this. I'm talking to people more because before I'd be like, oh, I'm not driving. You know, I'm not driving to go and see my mate. Whereas now I'm like last night watching the footy, Collingwood Richmond draw, which I just cannot believe. But here we were FaceTiming, watching the game together. He's got on on his place. I got on at my place. He's on my phone on FaceTime. Every time there's a goal or something, I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. Like it's brought us closer. Whereas normally I'd just be texting him. 
Yeah. If, you know, back in the day, we'd be sitting at the ground with our sons. But yeah, so um, I think, you know, there, there's lots to be said about sitting with someone and getting to scratch below that surface. Yeah, yeah. indeed, indeed. Peel off, peel off the label. Yes. Have a peek underneath. That's what onions. we say. People Just, are like onions, layers. Layers, yeah, layers. Onions are like onions. And if you peel enough of them off, if you peel enough of the layers off, you end up with nothing. Yes. So just know when to stop peeling, I guess. <laughs> I've got no idea. I've got no idea where that metaphor was going and I don't think it ended up very well, but I'm going to stick with it. You know what? To me, that feels like a great little bone. I think we'll call it a chicken wing. That one was a very a short, sharp little bone and I quite liked it. A little honey soy niblet. Oh, beautiful. Just a little chunk of meat then. Oof. Just a barbecue, just a little, just a little flavour, just a little, ooh. Oh, wouldn't mind having a bit of a chew of that. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, JD, don't you go changing, and I'll see you next week for another edition of the Bones of Advertising. Yeah, yeah. Be careful out there. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs>